0: There's a spiritual war that's going on for our communities. It's a war between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And God wants to equip us to be His occupying force in our communities. Join in today to learn more.
1: We're your hosts, Richard and Kimberly Wilson. And we're excited about being with you today as we do another podcast called Occupying Force. And so today we've titled this one, May the force be with you. Before we get into it, we just want to remind you once again to go to our website, WatchMenArise.com, see the resources that we have. Also, we invite all of you. If you're listening today, subscribe to our podcast and shoot us an email at office at WatchMenArise and let us know your thoughts on it. We'd love to hear your feedback. Okay, so today, may the force be with you. Well, we're going to look at uh, the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1, and there you recognize in Genesis one twenty six, God himself says, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, the sky, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. From the very beginning, we see this concept of we, God himself being one that was three in one. So even in terms of the Trinity, we see this concept of a we, not just one. We see here that God says then, let us make man in our image so there was a we involved in it we recognize in scripture that there's a reasoning that takes place between god the father god the son and god the holy spirit the other thing that we recognize here and you can do some deeper study but even the we of the angels the concept of the angels being created and them being here in this place. In Eden, there was a place of heaven on earth, and there was a we. And then even from the concept of the we, of God creating what Scripture calls lower Elohim, lower gods, there was always this theme in Scripture that has to do with a we, not just one. And so even when we go to the New Testament and we look at John 17, 22 to 23, And Jesus in his dialogue with the Father, he even brings this out. Verse 22, he says, The glory which you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one just as we are one. So this concept of a we is what brings about what we're going to look at today of of a we that becomes a powerful one. Then Jesus says, I in them and you in me that they may be perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me, love them even as you have loved me. So we see this concept here in the dialogue that uh, Jesus is having with the Father. So just as you're in me, so I'm in you. And then the same thing that has to do with the believers, the disciples then, and even the disciples down the road that there would be this whole theme of not just one, but the we concept of Father living in us, of the Son living in us. And then Jesus goes into talking about the promise of the Father, Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit living in us.
0: The fullness of the Godhead within us takes the scripture in Philippians 4.13, where Paul said, I can do all things through him who strengthens me to a whole other level. Because Paul had the revelation, years after Jesus made that declaration, Father let them know, let them understand this we concept of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in his people, that he knew, no matter what situation he was in, that the we was always with them. So, we call this the we concept. And so often we are very concerned in the body of Christ about our identity. We look at our identity in Christ, but today we're going to look at our we identity in Christ. So get used to that word because we like that we identity instead of identity.
1: And I mean, identity, I'm sure for all of you that are listening, you know, it's been a, a powerful word in the church that people need to know who they are. There's that place of identity. But even from that stand, for I have been crucified with Christ, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. So we immediately see this shift of, well, then the I is not where the power source is. The I is now wrapped up in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit now living in us as being born again, redeemed creatures.
0: So, let's do a little exercise. So, wherever you are, if you're in your car, you're jogging, sitting at work, listening to the podcast, you can do this exercise with us. I'm going to do it first, and then you're going to do it. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in Kimberly Wilson equals we. Now, I want you to put your hand over your heart. If you're driving, make sure you still have a hand on the steering wheel. (laughs) Put your hand on your heart, and now I want you to say your name. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in, say your name, equals we. Let's do that just one more time. I really want you to feel the the power of the we in that. Father, Son, and
1: Holy Spirit in equals we. So when you recognize that which has to do with isolation, well, then you're never really in a place of isolation because Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are always there with you. If you look at it from the standpoint of loneliness in the same way, well then all of a sudden you recognize now that there is always a we that is there with you in the midst.
0: So, you know, we can look at scriptures like Colossians 1.27, it talks about Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, when you realize that you're not in anything alone, you always have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with you, it makes all the difference in the world. So, let's say the enemy's coming up against you. When he's coming up against you, it's not just you, he's coming up against Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as well. You're not in this by yourself. And the fact of the matter is you're actually outnumbered. You've got the Trinity in you, and so you're outnumbered three to one in any situation that comes up. So listen to this passage in Ephesians 2, 6. He raised us up with him, seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You're seated there in the presence of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You are there in the the midst of them. And so you know when the accuser or the brethren is coming against us he's not coming against just you he's coming against the trinity
1: in you as well. So that's a real important concept cuz so many times I mean Revelation 12:10 it talks about the accuser there and accusing the brethren But all of us know in our lives what the accuser always tries to do is he goes after the one. If you go all the way back to the garden with the serpent, what did he do? He went after the one. He went after Eve. Adam wasn't there for some reason, whatever. So he always goes after the one. So when he stands before in the courtroom of heaven and he stands before the father and son, he's trying to accuse the one and that accusation has to do with you and what's going on just with you as an individual. But when you see this in its fullness, then the accuser of the brethren goes before the father who lives in you, goes before the son who lives in you, and tries to accuse you. When you recognize this that we call we-identity, then it absolutely annihilates the accuser's ability to point you out because there's never just a you. No, you are swallowed up in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So again, how does that work? Because the accuser, the brethren, comes and he, and he begins to speak all these words to us. He wants to accuse you as an individual about something going on in your life about a sin that's going on in your life, about a shortcoming of something in your life. And he always tries to do it in a way with a language that separates you from everybody else and brings it down to the point that what the thoughts that go through your mind are, I am what it is that the accuser is saying. Well, when we begin to uh, walk in the revelation and the power of we identity, then there is no truth in him trying to single me out as an individual. Because me as an individual is no longer just me, but it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we hope you're seeing the power of we identity over just identity. You
0: know, we see this concept when we listen to the parable that Jesus talks about, leaving the 99 and going after the 1. We often think that that one was being rebellious and off to the side, but the fact of the matter is that one didn't realize that they were part of a we. And so what Jesus did when he left those 99 who understood who they were in the Lord, they understood their we identity he went after that one that was operating an identity, and he brought the fullness of the Godhead to him. All of a sudden, that
1: one became a we. So again, you saw the enemy trying to work, trying to what, isolate, trying to pull away from the rest. What we're saying to you today, it's, it's impossible for the enemy to then separate you from God. Scripture talks about no, literally as Christ is in God. And so we are in Christ that we are wrapped up in them. There's nowhere that we can go that we are not in them. And so today as we bring this before you, we want you to see that concept. Now let's talk on a bigger level, because then therefore our identity wrapped up in we identity. then you're all familiar with the concept in scripture that we're a body. And so even in that, we are a body together. Yes, we may be a certain part of that body, but the body is always functioning together. So even in the functioning of what we call the body of Christ, you see the power of we. And when you see the concept of we, then you can enter into, you say, what does it have to do with occupying force? When you see the concept of what we're talking about today, of we being the whole body of Christ, then when it comes to an occupying force, you see then the opportunity of force multiplication. So Kimberly and I sit here, and she sits here, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit plus Kimberly equals we. I sit here, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and Richard equals we. Then in that itself, you begin to see the force multiplication. I, we think it has everything to do with even Jesus saying where two or three are gathered. Where two or three are gathered in my name, then you can see the force multiplication that takes place in terms of being two or three together. Richard and I
0: sitting here together are two parts human, six parts supernatural. Then you look at you, our listeners. Let's use the number 100 out there. There's 100 parts human, and then there's 300 parts of supernatural, the Godhead with us that's force multiplication. And when we gather together two or three, or then we come together in solemn assemblies and prayer meetings, and we join together, the amount of the Godhead ratio-wise with all of us is just force multiplied right there. And force multiplication is a military term. It's a weapon that on its own would be just sufficient for one thing, but it has this if you will, in spiritual terms, an anointing on it to accomplish so much more than it could just in a certain circumstance. So we want to enter into that force multiplication. We want to be an occupying force on the earth and the occupying force within us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the revelation of our we causes us to go in and occupy the territories that the enemy's in.
1: So we hope today that Holy Spirit's beginning to open your eyes, bring about a revelation of this that's much greater than identity. Now, even to hear identity doesn't have a strength to it; it really doesn't. It has a, has a weakness to it because it's I, and that's where the serpent always works. That's where Satan himself always works i will ascend i will do this i will do this what we're doing is bringing it into the place of the we and the power of the we and then in the place of the we the very accuser the brethren has no uh, ability to then come in and separate us he has no more ability to let things, whether it has to do with things of isolation or it has to do with things of rejection, anything to do with those things that he would try to use against us, then now we understand he's literally trying to speak against Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we know at that place then it's all lies. It's all deception because he has no power over Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
0: So let's get practical with this. As you encounter situations and you feel like the enemy is coming up against you, perhaps someone said something to you that was accusatory, or perhaps you were in a situation that you felt like you are in danger, start to, to throw your hand up against that thing and say, Wait a minute, and stop and ask, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say about this accusation that is coming up against me? And when you begin to do that, instead of trying to take it on as an I, you're going to be amazed at how your perspective changes and how much more success you have in your prayer life when you ask the Father's opinion and His consultation on the situation. You want to speak what He's speaking. And when we come out of that place of I, we really start warring with worldly weapons with our flesh rather than supernatural weapons and so always defer those situations back to the father. I think sometimes we're in our cultures we're taught we're supposed to get the test right, so we have to know the answers you know to make the hundred on the test to get the A and that is so indoctrinated into us from the time we begin school as little children that we tend to think that God operates that way, like he wants us to, in this situation to know the right thing to do, know the right thing to say, without having to ask the teacher. And that's not how he works. You go to him and you say, Father, how am I supposed to handle this situation? Holy Spirit, speak to me, teach me how you see this and what's an operation here so I can war on your behalf, not on my behalf.
1: And in the midst of that war, that's a partnership with Him. It's not a war that, okay, He speaks to us and then we go. In our going, then Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are always with us. So God, it's our prayer today that this whole revelation of we and we identity that God, the people that are listening, you'd open up their hearts, open up their eyes, and they begin to see that they are never alone. And then therefore now when they begin to listen to you and hear you, they'll hear you from the concept of we identity never from just the concept of being one, but being then we that's connected with a much larger we.
0: So we hope you enjoyed today's episode of Occupying Force, which was made possible by Watchmen Arise International and the supporters and partners that give in. If you'd like to be part of the financial support, we invite you to contribute at www.watchmenarise.com and you can go on our donate page and give there. We thank you for joining us and we encourage you to subscribe to Occupying Force wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, or Charisma Podcast Network shows. Thank you for joining us.